so appreciative that you have joined me today for another session of our study Bible study. We're studying the unusual book of 1 Samuel, which is really a historical document. It chronicles the experiences and events that took place in the lives of the people of Israel in the early days of their country before they ever had a king and how God guided them through judges and prophets and Samuel was the great judge and prophet that God was using. But when we left off yesterday, the people had gotten right with God. They had confessed their sins and and asked God to take over their lives. And, and verse 7 of chapter 7 says, when the Israelites heard or I'm sorry, when the Philistines heard that, the, that Israel had assembled at Mizpah, the rulers of the Philistines came up to attack them. When Israel heard of it, they were afraid because of the Philistines. They said to Samuel, Do not stop crying out to the Lord our God for us, that he may rescue us from the hand of the Philistines. Then Samuel took a suckling lamb and sacrificed his as a whole burnt offering to the Lord. He cried out to the Lord on Israel's behalf, and the Lord answered him, while Samuel was sacrificing the burnt offerings, the Philistines drew near to engage Israel in battle. But that day the Lord thundered with a loud thunder against the Philistines and threw them into such a panic that they were routed before the Israelites. The men of Israel rushed out of Mizpah, pursued the Philistines, slaughtering them along the way to a point below Bethkar. Then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shin. It, he named it Ebenezer saying, thus far, the Lord has helped us. God intervened. You see, before God didn't intervene in their battles because they weren't trusting him. And God loves us, but when we want to go on our own and when we want to do our own thing, he'll let us. He'll, he'll just let us. And if we do, then we bring destruction upon ourselves. We can't blame anybody but ourselves. But if we trust God, this God who is already with us, if we given our lives to him, will guide us, <clears throat> give us direction, show us the way, give us protection, give us power, be to us what we need. And that's what happened here. Samuel prayed, God answered, and they had an unbelievable victory. And they chased the Philistines out of the land. They chased them uh, all the way back into Philistia. And they set up a stone, Samuel set up a stone called Ebenezer, which means Thus far, God has helped us. God has really made the difference. He has won the victory. So the Philistines were subdued, and they stopped invading Israel's territory, verse 13. Throughout Samuel's lifetime, the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines. The towns from Ekron to Gath that the Philistines had captured from Israel were restored to Israel, and Israel delivered the neighboring territory from the hand of the Philistines. And there was a peace between Israel and the Amorites. Samuel continued as Israel's leader all the days of his life. From year to year, he went on a circuit from Bethel to Gilgal to Mizpah, judging Israel in all these places. But he always went back to Ramah, where his home was. And there he also held court for Israel. And he built an altar there to the Lord. So Samuel was their leader. God was leading him, and he was leading the people. And they were at peace for the first time in a long time. The Philistines were no longer raiding their cities, capturing their livestock, taking their crops, killing their people. There was peace because God had shown his power, and they respected that. 
But chapter 8 tells us, when Samuel grew old, he appointed his sons as Israel leaders. The name of his firstborn was Joel, and the name of his second was Abijah. And they served at Beersheba. But his sons did not follow his ways. They turned aside after dishonest gain and accepted bribes and perverted justice. Isn't it amazing how such a godly man as Samuel failed some way as a father? And sometimes it's not a father's fault, but sometimes it is. I don't know here. The Bible is not clear. The Bible is clear that Eli did not discipline his sons, and that's why they did as they did. But the Bible does not tell us why Joel and Abijah, the sons of Samuel, uh, rebelled against God and, and were guilty of dishonest gain and accepted bribes and perverted justice. I don't know. You see, every person has a will of their own. I've known really godly people who had a child who was very rebellious and who went away from God. And everything I knew told me they had sought to do what God wanted, but that child had gone away. But many of them didn't eventually come back to God and make things right. But I've also known parents who were active for God in church, but who didn't really teach their kids. They weren't really the example that they needed to be. They really weren't showing their kids the way like they should have. And because of that, their kids didn't come to see that it was really important. You see, there are three kinds of people. There are those people that don't know Christ, and then those people who do know Christ and are really, really letting him be the Lord of their lives. And then there are people who've come to know Christ, but they're not continuing to do that. They're still mostly living for themselves. And the, the kids who are in the most dangerous homes are the kids who are in the homes where people have accepted Christ and have let him be the Lord of their lives for a while, but they're not doing it now. And they talk Christianity, and they come to church fairly regularly, but they're not living it out. The kids aren't seeing it lived out in the daily activities of the parents. And that's the most dangerous home in which to grow up because what happens is the kids turn against that hypocrisy. They reject that falseness. They refuse to follow parents who live that way. I've seen it happen over and over and over again. And so it's so important that you and I walk with God. And the Bible says that Enoch walked with God and, and because he walked with God, he made a difference, and he made a difference in the lives of his family. So it's important for us to trust God and walk with God and do the things that God wants us to do. See, here's the dilemma in Israel. Verse 4, the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah. They said, you are old and your sons do not follow your ways. Now appoint a king to lead us such as all the other nations have. When they said, give us a king to lead us, this displeased Samuel. <clears throat> so he prayed to the Lord, and the Lord told him, listen to all that the people are saying to you. It's not you they have rejected. They have rejected me as their king, as they have done from the day I brought them up out of Egypt until this day, forsaking me and serving other gods. So they're doing to you. Now listen to them, but warn them solemnly and let them know what the king who will reign over them will claim as his rights. They can have a king, God said, but they'll find out it's not what they thought it was. And they've really rejected me, not you. But the dilemma came when Samuel's sons were not 
what they needed to be. So many things happen when the second generation of a family who are strong believers aren't. So lead your kids the right way. Be a great example. God bless you. Have a great day.